0: Hi, welcome to episode number 65 of the Daily Knowledge Podcast from TodayIFoundOut.com. I'm your host, Simon Whistler, and in this episode of the podcast, you're going to learn a little bit about high heels and, interestingly, that they were originally popularized by men. And in the bonus fact today, you're going to learn a little bit extra about King Louis XIV, one of the people who popularized wearing high heels and uh, a little about his bathing habits. Alright, so let's get right into today's episode of the podcast. The first high-heel wearers are believed to have been Persian horseback warriors sometime around the 9th century. The extended heel was reportedly developed specifically for riding, to keep the rider's foot from slipping out of the stirrups. It also helped hold the rider steady when standing up in the stirrups and shooting arrows. A group of Persian diplomats visited Europe in 1599 to recruit allies to help Persia defeat the Ottoman Empire. A craze for Persian culture developed as a result, and Persian-style high-heel shoes were adopted enthusiastically by Western European aristocrats. The shoes became a status symbol, and the heels were extended to make the men look even taller. This practice is thought by many etymologists to be where the term well-heeled, meaning wealthy, originally came from. Just as the 1980s had notorious shoe collector Imelda Marcos, the 1600s had a rabid shoe collector and trendsetter in Louis XIV of France. While he was a powerful leader, his height left something to be desired—at five feet four inches tall (1.62 meters), which was slightly below average in his day. The average height for men in France at the time, in modern international units, was five foot five inches or 1.65 meters. A king being slightly shorter than average wasn't ideal for his ego, so Louis took measures to make himself look taller, sporting four-inch heels, often decorated with elaborate battle scenes. Eventually, he switched to having red heels on all his shoes and decreed that only the upper echelons of society could have matching red heels. It became a simple matter of looking at the color of a man's heels to see if he was in the king's inner circle. Not to be outdone, women of the 1600s started wearing heels as a way to show off their equality. Elizabeth Semelhack, creator of the Batia Shoe Museum in Toronto and author of Heights of Fashion: A History of the Elevated Shoe, says the rage of that period in parts of Europe was for women to dress and act like men. You had women cutting their hair, adding epaulets to their outfits. They would smoke pipes, they would wear hats, and were very masculine. And this is why women adopted the heel. It was in an effort to masculinize their outfits. That said, at the time, men's outfits by today's standards were extremely effeminate, a la King Louis XIV's famous photo where he's sporting long hair and wearing something that is essentially an ornate dress, along with tights and high heels. As usually happens, high fashion is adapted into more affordable versions and filters down to the less fortunate, and thus the lower classes started to wear high heels. The elite responded by making their heels increasingly higher to maintain the distinction of being upper class. The higher the heel, the more expensive the shoe typically was. They also began to differentiate heels into two kinds – fat heels for men and skinny for women. Eventually, men got away from the heel almost completely to distinguish themselves from women. Since the late 18th century, men's shoes have had primarily low heels, except for cowboy boots and some shoes worn by rock stars, who occasionally have a propensity to wear effeminate garb similar to before the Great Male Renunciation, when men switched from wearing jewellery and elaborate outfits with highly decorated cloth to drab, darker-colored, simple clothing. Basically, when Western men, on the whole, stopped trying to beautify themselves, starting at the tail end of the 18th century. For a time, women also drifted away from the heel as it wasn't practical, particularly on old, muddy or cobblestone-style streets where heels were nearly impossible to walk in. They weren't long gone, though. The heel came back into fashion in the mid-19th century with the advent of photography. Why? As seems to happen often when new technologies are introduced, pornographers are always among the first to take advantage, and they were among the first to embrace photography. This pertains to high heels in that they often dressed models for risque postcards and other photographs in nothing but high heels. Since then, high heels have come in and out of fashion repeatedly, except for in the pawn trade, where they've been a constant. Lower heels were preferred during the 1960s and early 70s. In the 1980s and 90s, high heels made a popular comeback. Various styles of heels have taken their turn on the runways as well, such as the block heel of the 70s, the mule, and the famous stiletto that's been popular in the 50s, 80s, and today. And now for today's bonus facts. King Louis XIV may have dressed fabulously, but one Russian ambassador once stated, "His Majesty Louis XIV stunk like a wild animal." Like many of his time in that part of Europe, Louis almost never bathed. In Louis's case, his physicians advised him to abstain from bathing to maintain proper health. Louis himself also said he found the act of bathing disturbing. Rumor has it, in his adult life, he supposedly only bathed twice. Bonus fact two. Queen Isabel I of Spain also once claimed she only bathed twice in her whole life when she was born and when she was married. You just listened to an episode of the Today I Found Out daily podcast. Tune in every weekday for another great episode or find more articles at todayifoundout.com.